Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you're all taking care and the day's been treating you well. Thank you for listening in to this next episode of our multiple section series called The Empowerment Project. And for this part three, this is probably one of the most important parts. But I must preface it with this is through my experience dealing with my speech and the way it impacted the rest of my perception of life and how to overcome it. And this one delves into more of the side of emotional intelligence, being the master of your own mind and understanding why people think the way they do. Because most, in most cases, people live their lives not thinking about the details that's going on in their own heart and their mind. And wonder why this or that happens, but never take the time to really sit down and think about it. And as a stutterer for me, I spent a very long time having to withdraw speaking and write and kind of sit there and think about all the things that I, that I wanted to say. And as a stutterer, you never really get to talk to someone to really have, clo- have closure with it. So you sit there thinking about it all day, trying to wrestle with those thoughts. And it becomes a lot easier for someone when they have all the support in the world and can get all those thoughts that weight off of their chest and then be done with it. But for a, stu- a stutterer, all those fears, those insecurities, those pondering thoughts, you have to sit there and, re- and wrestle with them like fighting them in a ring until you finally make peace with them. And it creates this self-awareness over time. At first, through the beginnings of middle school and high school, it ruled me. I was constantly down, sad that no one would understand me or listen to me and more that I couldn't express it the way that I wanted to without fear of embarrassment and even further pain but over time what happens is all those thoughts start to sit there and then all of the basis of how i actually started to overcome it is the basis of how i know you can you can actually change your life and it's through reverse psychology and exposure therapy which is how i started to really There's the old saying that the monster in your closet is only as big as you think it is until you turn on the lights and open the door and there's nothing there. Where your mind creates the phantoms in your mind. And I actually used to write notes saying it's never as bad as it is in your head. Your head can create a worst case scenario. It's the fear of the unknown that drives people crazy. It's not knowing what's going to happen. Fear is only the manifestation of what we believe will happen, not will, not what will happen. And I spent some time reading through Chinese philosophy, like the Tao Te Ching, um, the uh, the Art of War, concepts of strategy and thought processes that are all. It's like playing a chess game in your head, where your your brain is a muscle. It will react to things in a certain way, and it can be trained. Where most people go about their lives letting the brain train them and they don't know why they react the way they do, but it's learning the self-awareness 
that you are the master of your own mind because we have a soul and a, and a brain and the soul has greater residence that tell that rules over all of it. And you have to be self-aware and you know, and you have to know yourself and know how to play your cards, right? How to move this piece here and being able to be a master of yourself. And the principle of the Tao, the Tao Te Ching is that life is like a river that's ever flowing. Everything that's here is placed in a, in a ever moving stream. Like it's every person is here serving their purpose. And no matter what we feel we can do to change this or that, it's guiding us on the course we we're supposed to be on. So what we believe is us seizing control in some ways was what was what was meant to happen in the first place. And you would say, well, then are my bad circumstances then like, am I a victim of them? And then I can say no, because it's when you realize that you're in this spot and there's a way out, that was predestiny too. Things lead you out by teaching you how to rise above it, but you have to be willing to learn. You're not a victim. If the knowledge was imparted to you, it means it's, it means you're given a chance. You're, you're meant to rise higher. Perhaps you listening to this was that chance and you have to be able to be ready to learn, to listen and become the master of your own mind and your body. Cause your body is a vessel to your soul. It's, this is not you. Your mind will play all kinds of tricks on you. Fear will throw you around, make you think this or that. But it's knowing what is and what isn't. And knowing that the worst case scenario in every sense of the word would not happen. It's always thinking about the best thing that could, ha could happen. But to do that, you have to get rid of all those demons, all those monsters under the closet. Well, under the bed or in the closet, sorry. And the way you do that, at least for me, was exposure therapy. And I was self-applied, not through professional therapy. But I understood it through the time that I read, studied. I spent a lot of time pondering and studying all those things, but also learning the way that I reacted in my own head, even from some of the ways my parents talked to me, they were controlling, um, saying this or that, that weren't true. And it's realizing your strengths and capitalizing on them, but also having the humility of knowing where you can grow because if you continue to also capitalize on your mistakes, then it makes them worse. You have to know what is and what isn't. That's why it takes self-knowledge, emotional intelligence, knowing that if you feel this way, ask yourself, why? Why did I feel that way? And most of it, most of the knowledge I gathered, which I can actually search the name, one of them that actually had me kind of realize um, what's the book called? I read a book called The Power of Habit by Charles du Duhigg. You can search that, The Power of Habit, just those four words. 
which was on the basis of that you're there's a part of you your subconscious that is always running but the conscious mind is you controlling it the subconscious is like this this ever spinning wheel that your brain is constantly running through and there was a study in it that was very interesting where this man had a stroke and the conscious part of his brain shut down but his brain was still working but what was actually on was the subconscious and he could still function in a normal cycle of habitual actions but they were they were unchangeable because he was caught in the subconscious loop and it was technically living but not conscious living so it was like a robot where it was programmed to do certain things your brain embeds all of these ideas and thoughts that you don't know you're thinking which is why which is why one factor is to be very careful about what you expose yourself to. You have to be very specific on what you expose yourself to, because even if you try to ignore it, your brain will absorb it. And it's also getting it all the way this works in with exposure therapy is that they say the first thing you wake up to. And the last thing you think of before you go to sleep is the most powerful part of what your brain will absorb because it continues to stay there like an echo and you have to be very careful and tactical about what's going through your mind which is a part of the manifestation talks that tony robbins or um, just all those people have about manifestation it's not just having happy feelings it's more of manifesting the vision you want the life you want and it's not going to come all at once. You have to tell your brain that you can achieve it and it'll start to believe it because the subconscious are, are like whispers to your conscience. You have to all these when someone goes through a lot and they have a lot of stress and fear in their life, it can really have them rolling in this constant cycle of fear and just futility it makes them feel like everything is pointless, like life will always be painful, but it's your brain whispering to you. You have to learn as a step-by-step -step process, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, think of the things you want the most. And one of the things that hurts that tactic is phones, the way people scroll through things and often have that tinge of jealousy or envy seeing other people's lives. That thought makes them feel like they're less than they are. But in reality, uh, like I said, things, things are different um things are different in our head than what reality really is all of us go through struggles and live a most of us live a difficult life and what whatever they show on social media is showing the best version of it it doesn't mean that they're doing better than you and it's knowing that and that confidence knowing that you're doing the best you can and instilling that thought in your head and you can still Look at your phone, but make sure you choose things that fill your mind with good things, good things about you that make you feel confident and strong, not drama or, fe or fear. Don't let those emotions start up in your mind because the factor of meditation and the Tao Te Ching and even further into Indian philosophy was vi was vibrations i've heard like i'm sure you've heard of that and i won't get too philosophical about it it's really physically the what you start to think about your body will vibrate a certain frequency because 
the way this whole earth works is built on a magnetic pole and therefore that that creates a frequency and a vi- and a vi- and a vibration to you what you think about your body will start to change to a certain frequency slowly cuz have you ever noticed the longer you do something the more you get in the zone as they call it when you you first you don't want to do it but the longer you do it the more you just start to get into it it's because your mind is adjusting it's starting to vibrate that frequency you you have to be able to change your mind into a frequency before you go to sleep or when you wake up that is full of confidence and strength in, in yourself but to do that before you do there's still all the problems that you've put into the closet that you have to deal with. And therefore exposure therapy is the first step, which one of that, this is one of the prevailing factors that I realized, which actually was one of, was from one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. Um, I just remember his, his name was Johan Hari. He had a podcast. You can search that. It's the name Johan and then H-A-R-I. He was talking about addiction, the way that America gets it wrong. Because you are not crazy. There's a, there's a reason you reach the point. Like If you're going through something, there's a, you got to that point for a reason. You're not crazy. Something happened and you have to treat it. And oftentimes what it is, is people put it away in their mind and also included with the book Awareness, which I'll cite the author for that as well. Um, let me search real quick. Anthony DeMello. There's a lot of different f- philosophies in it, but the one that stuck with me, because this was a Jesuit priest, so it's through Christian philosophy, What most people do, which you would be familiar if you're in America, is most Americans do the away from me Satan or back away devil, things like that. But what people don't realize is what it does is it makes it bigger than it is. It makes it a monster. When what you're supposed to do, which also falls in line with how addiction works, is to let it flow. Understand that there's a reason you felt the way you did and you have to let it go like it's nothing, like it's like anything else. Because once you give it strength, that's when it takes a hold. That, that's when it takes a hold of you. And the study that Hari was talking about was in, um, where was it? Poland, I believe. It was one of, um, or Sweden, one of those. Um, They tried something and had a hospital where former drug addicts to heroin could live and rehabilitate their life. And what they did was give them controlled doses of of heroin to satisfy that habit but then lead them onto a path of getting their life back together, getting a job, building something, which all of them were able to go into rehabilitation and complete remission of any habit of addiction because the brain 
creates addiction because it's looking for an escape. It's the dopamine effect of there's a lot of pain in this world and the brain wants a way out. So it's trying to help itself. But if you give it something better, the brain will naturally guide itself to that. And then it, everything else fades away. Because that's because that talk was also about a study a, a scientist did. What most Americans to this day, what what hospitals go with was a study where they put a rat in a cage and have two bottles, one normal, one laced with her, with heroin. And obviously, the one with the heroin is what the rat was addicted to. So they think like that's that's all they go off of that. Oh look, they it makes you stuck on it. But there was another scientist who did a different study where he created a habitat for the rat where he had, he had everything he needed, all the food, a, a virtually created wild environment with, with all kinds of other rats in the same habitat. So they had everything they ever wanted and they still had the two bottles there. They didn't like the one with, with, heroin and only drank the nor the normal water. So what this says is that the brain is simply looking for a way out of the environment they're in, the hell they're in. And it's the only thing that feels good is if you have that dopamine release. So what the mistake that America does is calls you a drug addict, throws you in jail, marked on your record forever. And it creates a demon where it actually makes the addiction worse because they feel like they need it. It's their escape. And nobody will give them one. And it's all they've got. So in essence, it's actually extremely sad because they're not given an option or a way out. And what they're looking for is a normal, fulfilling life. And... That falls in line to every problem we deal with in our own heads, where there's a lot of demons that are that are in our head that we continue to push away, saying, no, this is bad. But the more you say that, the bigger it becomes. So you have to let it go in essence, which not which is not as easy as it sounds. It's more like accepting it as a part of your human reaction. And knowing that you are not crazy you you responded that way for a reason but it's not a part of you and if as long as you search and strive for that fulfillment and a good life built on a foundation of strength virtue and goodness that is what will replace all of the fears that continue to rock our minds and it's knowing that it will come but you have to accept it. Most people, what the brain, what the brain ends up doing is you have so much pain in your life that you actually start to reject the good things, thinking you don't deserve it. You have to embrace it and say that it will come for me, but first I have to let it in. And the one practice is that most people think, oh, don't think about this or that, but what it does is actually locks it in. You have to let it go. If you have a thought, just let it go right through accepting it as a part of your mind just working as itself and it actually starts to self-heal if you let go but if i tell you to let go it's difficult to isn't it you have to accept it 
which I can't tell you how you just have to like the Tao Te the Tao Te Ching says you have life is a river that's always flowing your mind your body is the same way it is not who you are you have to let it flow and let it be with the decided direction that you want to go you have to decide that part on what you want for your life and the way you always hold steady is if you focus on those good things contain well maintain that high vibration that positive strength that con that confidence knowing you can do it but it's teaching your brain to think that way you don't just say it and then all of a sudden it happens you have to start small and one of the biggest things these days is your phone so be so what you have to do is be very specific and careful about what you see or what you watch because it does affect you but it's becoming the master of your own mind by controlling what you think but first by letting go of the thoughts that haunted you it's never as bad in reality as it is in your head your your head will your mind creates the monsters and it's knowing that you're more than that and it will never become bigger than you and during the next part i will lead into how you can put that into action and what kind of impact it would make at least for me in the long run and i hope you all tune in for that thank you all for listening and i will talk to you all soon make sure to follow and we only have these episodes free for a week so make sure to listen in to the rest of them and if you want to listen to them at any time you can subscribe and be a pre a pre premium spotify member and i hope you all consider that to support us thank you all for listening and i will talk to you all soon